Hey, clear. Yeah. You're all good. No problem then. I don't understand why Joe's losing it. Do you want to show? Do you want to show everyone? Uh, do you want to show everyone your setup tonight? What's the mic sitting well, on, Dan? Well, apparently I can't because I'll interrupt the hotspot and I'm not allowed to move. No, no. Show, show everyone. Show everyone. Just tilt your camera down. Show everyone what the mic's sitting on tonight, man. Well, I could should show them the full setup, but we've got <laughs> an olive jar, <laughs> and I don't know what this is, but container. We're in oh, my nonna's house, guys. Hey, I'm welcome. Oh, it's 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 fine. No, no problem. I'm just I don't know. To, to be fair, he's getting the job done so far. So far, yeah. And yeah. now I've moved this, and it's ruined my fucking my setup here, Joe and Jules. You're hot. Here oh we go. my god! All right, you I'm on. We're, we're back. Gonna, yeah, we're just gonna get this started. I give no credit to this side ever. I give no respect to this side. John O'Brook, honorary blues brother, Will Hayes. Yeah, Mr. Paul Sebastiani. Welcome back to the show, mate. This one game is a builder of, you know, a year's worth of work. That's that's if you think this performance. And I gave my opinion. <laughs> it's an opinion-based podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 102 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast, brought to you by the Blue Broad Podcast Network, proudly sponsored by Vortep. You can see the advertising in the bottom right. Jules has got the crew neck. Dan, you've got their new line on. Yeah, apparently <laughs> apparently Dan is now also, Jules, I don't know if you've seen this, Dan's now a model as well. Is he? Yeah. I've seen if you visit, Where is it? If you visit Vortep. If you, if you visit if you visit this website here, vortep.com.au, and you go to shop, you can shop the Piotr. Nah, it's now. not. There's a very familiar, very familiar face in the in the well, Piotr Vortep. Yeah, that, was that Hang a part on. of the agreement? Was that a part of the agreement between you and Vortep, Paisan? Or he's aren't explaining it right. What I've decided to do was create my own clothing brand with Vortep. So if you go to piotr.com.au, you'll see a certain somebody modelling their own gear. All right, it's not about. So it's a collab. Jules, this was ne- it's ne- it's not about Piotr. Did Piotr ever pay us a cent to have the advertising on on this podcast? I can either confirm or deny. It's yeah, about Vortep. Paid in. It's about it's about Vortep. Visit vortep.com.au. Enter almost Blues Brothers at the checkout for ten percent off to get your Vortep gear. It is good gear. I don't have mine on tonight. It's in the wash. All I've got is the hoodie so far. I've got a few more things coming. It's in is the that- wash because I've been wearing it that much, boys. Has that been um, two weeks in a row where Joe hasn't worn it uh, on the end? No, it was me last week. Right, it was me last week. Are we going to hold ourselves to some standards here, boys, or what? I just said, well, I, just, I literally just said it's in the wash because I've worn it so much. I haven't stopped wearing it. Anyway, anyway, we're moving on. We're moving on because we've got well, a big night. Quickly, no, just, to the it. listeners, to the listeners, if you want to help myself and Petrov or Vortep, Buy it from my website, piotr.com.au. Because I just want to screenshot one sale and send it to Joe. <laughs> we, yeah. All right, we're moving on. If you, if you are new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. If you haven't already, like the video and subscribe to the Blue Broad YouTube channel while you're here. It, is, it would be greatly appreciated. And if you also haven't done it, head to our Instagram at Almost Blues Brothers. Follow us there and on our Twitter at Almost Blues Bros. Um, to get content, like this, boys. A timely mark. 
Towards half forward, De Koning flies. That allows Owies to get the crumb. Handball over the top. Doherty gives it off. Dow. Blues are in front. Brings that a tear to my eye, man. Tingles. Tingles. Brings a tear to my eye. Better tingles. with Titanic music, always. But uh, it was, hey, it was fitting, like wasn't it? Very symbolic. And we'll talk about it a bit more. Gav, yes, we do have a discount code on vortep.com.au. You put your gear in the, in the cart and at checkout, you enter Almost Blues Brothers. No spaces, just one word, Almost Blues Brothers. In the checkout, you get 10% off. So go get your gear. <laughs> Rob. Great show, guys. Joe, are the salamis ready? They are. And we haven't actually had any on the show yet. I keep forgetting. The, we'll do it next week. I'll, I'll bring some salami on the show next week, and uh, and we'll eat it in front of you guys on camera, which is just fucking weird, to be honest. But anyway, uh, Dan, bring Lauren in line, please. This isn't a Collingwood uh, show. The pies are cooked anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, now, I'm, boys. I'm in a good... Go, okay. Dan. Well, can I give some context of where I am just quickly? Because Gavin's written that it looks like Dan fought in World War II. So let me give some context. I'm at my nonna's house. We come here on a on occasion. Um, and as you can see there, 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 is our horses. My nonna was massive in horse racing. Um, actually, a, a much better. He could have done his own, um, his own betting segment because he actually won instead. Whereas... <laughs> It's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, very good. Uh, hey, he had a few winners over the years. He gave us a few tips over the years too, which was nice. Uh, he did. Anyway, boys, this is this is uh, seven straight. What do you say? Buzzing. It just doesn't get any easier than this, does it? This is as yeah. easy as it gets for us at the moment. Ride the train. Guys, ride yeah. this train because we need to enjoy the, every moment of this. We do. Every moment. It was easy to dig. It was easy to dig the boots in. We all did it, but we've we've just got to keep it in perspective now because this is something that that anyone our age, 20, 28, 30, probably doesn't remember ever seeing seven straight. I think two thousand was the last time we did it. So it's just uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now it's, we've got quickly, Joe. It's unbelievable, and we're saying that this is massive. Like this win was. Insane, and it was probably the biggest win of the year because it showed how big the buy-in is of everyone at the club. Yeah, everyone. I think it showed yeah. a different level of um, maturity as well within the group, being able to get back from behind, and um, you know, obviously having many players out as well, and just obviously sticking to the course as well. So, yeah, by by, you know, everyone's to everyone's credit, we actually got over the line and um, onto onto Melbourne really. Now, I know tonight we're clashing with uh, the Matildas, so we wish them luck. Uh, we, I, I, was, I wish I could watch it. I'll probably, we'll probably end up watching the last 10 minutes, boys, us. But uh, for everyone that is watching us instead of them, we really appreciate this because this is a big game for the Tillies tonight. So if you're with us live, get ready for a big show. We've got a lot to cover. And without any further ado, let's get into it. Yeah. 
What a day, man. That now I'm going to say something before I before I read this match report. That was not our best performance yesterday by a long stretch. That has not been our best performance. That's probably our worst performance of these last seven weeks in totality. But that was arguably, not even arguably, it was. That was our best win as a club in these last eight weeks. Not our best performance, but definitely for mine, our best win. Final scores from Marvel Stadium, St. Kilda 8-6-54, Carlton 10-13-73. Goals for the Blues, Cunningham, Kerno, DeConning, Dow, Martin, always with one each, Akers and Motlop with two. Each, uh, no injuries out of the game, which was fantastic. Ed Kerno came in late in the fourth. And we got the job done by 19 points in front of 43,000 at Marvel Stadium. Boys, before we get into the analysis, it's a weird experience yesterday, was it not? Oh, mate. Oh, random. I'm going to say random (laughs) is the best way to describe it. Weird and... I can't really relate it to any other type of experience I've had in my lifetime. In my do you know where years of existence, I can't. I just do you can't. know where they do you know where they lost me, boys? When they Which started part? doing the St. Kilda lineup and yeah. they had like and they had all the retro mows and mullets and stuff. You lost me. You lost me. I don't know what yeah, St. Kilda are trying to do, but that doesn't create an atmosphere in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, the only game experience that I quite enjoyed was the Fraser Garrick. Um, yeah. Yes, G-train. Well, yeah. What would you call it? The chair. Uh, Speaking of the yeah, chair. The reenactments, I'd, I'd say. That that was like the only bit that I genuinely, I, I genuinely loved. And they showed, they showed, they showed, they showed, they showed highlights at the start of Fev getting four or five kicked on him by the G-train way back oh, when as well. That was, that was funny. But do you know I'll tell you the what. Worst part? Nah, but okay. look, before you before you begin, the worst part for me was the fact that I think it was at half time, and they or maybe the first quarter, um, and they had a obviously one of their people that go go around and ask questions, and they had ten questions, they're winning prizes. Oh, <laughs> not joking! Oh. It's just 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 goes to show that you have no identity as a club or no history or no acknowledgement of the history at least. Anyway. Um, oh. It's like ten questions. They only got two right. Well, well it's good. It's, it's it's a good it's a good was, segue, Jules, because because this is this in recent times is what has defined St Kilda's culture. They weren't singing yesterday, I'll tell you that. And you know what? You know what I love about this where this podcast has gone, how arrogant we're becoming? Yeah, over the last three or four weeks, we've just hammered the opposition to start this podcast for at least five minutes. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing is about that video, Joe? Jules? Well, the funny yeah. bit about that video is that that's them singing in a loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, boys, uh, start wherever you want. Uh, to be honest, I watched the replay today and I was even more impressed after watching it start to finish, to be honest. Yeah. Gutsy, wasn't it? Like, I just feel first quarter, I think we're actually quite good first quarter. I just don't think we were clean and efficient going inside forward 50 and converting. And then, you know, obviously second quarter, they got on top of us in terms of the clearances, got their transition game going. 
Um, but then after that, we literally just obliterate them in the contest and really stopped their transition going. So um, by and large, just with the personnel that we did have out, just a great team performance. If you're watching live I, while, we're, while, we're, while we're rolling through this, just give us one word to describe uh, how you felt after yesterday with that win. Um, Dan. I want to start with the fact that it felt as though all of us knew or all of us felt really nervous prior to the game, okay? Now, I'm just going off what I'd seen. I haven't watched the replay again. I know, Joe, you have. Um, but I'm just going off what I saw and I remember commenting to both of you, and we all said it, I felt as though we didn't bring that ruthlessness and intensity and that pressure that we are used to seeing for four quarters the previous weeks. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the fa- this is how I know. This, guys, we say the lid's off, and all these people criticizing Carlton Football Club, our own supporters are, uh, uh, to blame as well, your lid cannot be off if you are not looking at this win. If you're criticizing this win, there's something wrong. Because the of way course, that... Yeah. No, no, Joe. Because you have to look at what we changed. The boys literally knew what they needed to do to win the game. They understand the standard and what is required to be successful. Mm. doesn't matter who is there and what they need to do. It was... The fact that they could flick a switch and bring that intensity that they know is competitive, that will that will literally how many times do we say the Saints, if we get around them and we start to apply pressure, they are gonna crumble. We made them mm. look good. We made mm. them look credit to them. I know that they, they were coached well and, and they they did do some things right, but I'm sorry, we made them look a lot better because the way we turned that on in the second half, it it was just different level. Honestly, yeah, I, we need to start appreciating how big the buy-in is for this club and what Voss is doing. Just quickly, Dan, can you can you just move your mic to like here? Because when you say P's and B's, it's hurting my ears, bloke. And I'm sure anyone listening would be feeling the same. Just speak like you got to speak past the mic. I'm still sorry. I'm still training. I'm still training. No, turn it like turn it like ninety degree like ninety degree. There, perfect. Sorry, everyone. I'm still teaching him. Um, yeah, you're listening? right. No, put your no, 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 gear it, on. <laughs> I've just said. I've already said why. I've already said why I'm not wearing it. It's because I wear it all the time, and I've had to wash it at some point. Okay. Now, I agree with everything. It's bad you just organization, said there, if you ask me. I agree with everything you just said there, Dan. Uh, especially at the start, where you said, you know, um, you can't criticize. There's there's areas for improvement. For sure, especially from that first half. And they know. But keep it in perspective. We had seven players missing from our best 18. Yeah. I, and they were, I mean. And they were still still able to drag themselves off the canvas after halftime. But this is this is special, boys. It's special. Is, it was a I mean, you got to take it in perspective too, though. Like, in terms of the way St. Kilda handled themselves, particularly in the first half. You know, I think they sure. laid, what, 53 tackles compared to our 33. And 33 tackles in a half of footy, I mean... It's not the best, but it's not. It's definitely not the worst. It's good, you know. It's no, that's a, good. That's, yeah. They applied, you know, tremendous heat, tremendous heat, especially inside the contest. And you know, they were on top of us in the first half, particularly inside the contest. And obviously, with our transition, their transition as well. And I think we just got on top of them. We stopped their transition. I'd like to go into my cults. All right, let's. Uh, Jules running the show tonight. I love it. 
um, there was two areas, boys, that really helped us with the win. Okay, and we really need to get on top of those first clearances. In the first half, we won 14 more clearances. Sorry, in the second half, we won 14 more clearances, all right, which was massive. All right, and because of that, we outscored them 5-4-34 to 0-1 from the source. In the second okay, half. Okay, overall. Um, yes, correct. Yeah, all right. Yep. And then the Saints struggled, obviously, on transition as well. Okay, just to put in perspective, in the second half, they only had 13% defensive 50 um, change, resulting inside 50s. All right. The AFL average is 20.4%. There you go. So it just goes to show, particularly at halftime, Bossy and the boys went to work in terms of trying to prevent them, and Sinclair and the like were really struggling in that regard. And, boys, we got on top in a massive way, and obviously you got the response um, in the second half that you did see. But once again, that was quality, actually, Jules. I've got – Once again, we, we changed our avenue to goal. How much in that first half did it look as though it was the same sort of passage where we're going in deep, Wilkie was cutting it off, or someone was taking a mark inside like our Ford 50, um, and then that slingshot from there. And, you know, it was just the way that we're entering and the way that we're moving the ball was that fast instinct type football that – we're used to seeing, and we, we just, like I said, it was a flick of a switch to go, this is how we know we're going to win. They can't compete with this. They can't compete with the way in which we play and the intensity that we, we, we play the game at. And then, obviously, we converted, which is massive. It's a 40-point turnaround, boys. That's stupid, you know? Yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. What, what they were able to do after halftime was just, it's not something that any of us would have imagined at half. I remember at halftime, even 10 minutes into the third quarter, sitting there thinking, all right, well, Maybe maybe it's just too much. Maybe the injuries have maybe maybe there's just too much going against us. Maybe this is just the game that was never going to happen. And St Kilda, to their credit, like you said, Jules, they they came out and they put the heat on right up until about ten minutes into the third. And then once Motlop streamed through the middle, streamed through, it was like, oh, hold on, that that's that looks like it felt like a fire starter. It mm. didn't feel like a. Uh, was against the, it was against momentum and we got one against the flow. We had all the momentum from the start. Go back and watch it. We, we still batted them from the start. It felt like it was our game. They, they were, I said to, 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 to both of you, they set up, they were setting up to not lose that game, St. Kilda. They weren't setting up to win it. They didn't want to go toe to toe. At stoppages, they tried to quell our influence if we were first to the ball, right? They were, they were cutting off the corridor. They weren't really setting up to attack themselves from stoppage. And you see that because they scored one goal, one for the game from stoppage, right? They were playing battle in front of Charlie with Wilkie in his pocket, basically on him the whole game. They didn't yeah. want us to score. They weren't playing like a team that wanted to win. They were playing like a team that wanted to lose. And when Motlop kicked that goal, the damn wall broke instantly. And from there, we didn't look back. They had five scoring shots in the second half. There's another stat. Here's another one. Jack Steele, Brad Crouch did not have a touch between them in the fourth quarter. Not one. Huge. That's yeah, huge. Massive. massive. What, what massive. we were able to do to turn that to turn that game around was ridiculous. And that is why I say it may not have been our best performance in totality, but that is, form, in my opinion, that is our best win so far this year. Yeah, for sure. And it just goes to show in terms of our midfield numbers i mean who had the most was it crips i think on 24 in terms of our midfield midfielders yeah i think it was, I think it was. and then besides yeah. that it was fisher and newman on 32 and 35 so and i think even the previous week as well the midfield didn't even have big numbers as well it just I goes to hewitt, show that they can still yeah I, I, yeah i think maybe i think hewitt, hewitt actually it. racked it up hewitt had a really good game to be honest 
Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, but he really did. just goes to show that we gen- you know, we don't really need the midfielders to rack it up so much, even to have the type of dominance that we do have with the players that we have behind the ball now in terms of their movement and obviously them getting up to the contest and even some of our half forwards, you know, particularly in the second, the second half, you had the likes of Martin, you had the likes of Motlop, et cetera, getting up to the contest and obviously working back. I think Dan, you pointed out, um, there was one occasion on how hard Motlop, so not Motlop, I think it was Martin. It was Martin. Um, working, yeah. Martin worked up the grounds, receiving the ball or yeah, sorry. I remember receiving the ball, um, in defensive half and then getting up and obviously making a bit of a, an impact down forward as well. So, um, just goes to show the work rate of the lads, particularly in the second half. It went up. It went up in a big way. Huge. You could see. You could see the way they were trying to get to every contest or create that spoil or 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 just close down. Uh, you know the the next guy. The next guy. They're working for each other again. That was. It was just what we were all talking about. They just bought it back, and it was just dominant. Uh, you talk about Motlop being the fire starter, Jack Martin. I watched him lay a tackle early in the third in in our forward pocket, and it was it was one of those ones where you went, "Yeah, okay." Crunched him. Yeah. Do you remember it? He just yeah. crunched him, and I went, "All right, it's on." And you could just feel it because then the next tackle came, and the next tackle came, and they all just mm. Jack Martin, the football department, the, the high performance department at Carlton, just spend time with him. Him and Cunners. Keep him fit. Yeah. Because this guy yeah. here is irreplaceable in our side. He's a yeah. joke. He's honestly a joke. Yeah. Fr- from that tackle as well and the tackles that followed, you could just sense it in the crowd. Yeah. You could just sense it in terms of the momentum in the crowd, in terms of the way we're reacting and the response that we had from all individual actions because of the defensive acts. Um, and there was another player as well. I think some players... Um, sorry, Blue Bag. I said in the comment, Fisher was um from was on from the first bounce, and I mean, you don't really traditionally say Fisher does well defensively, but there was some defensive acts like some tackles and even some smothers that he did smothers. do. Um, that was like, wow, f- mate, this kid can play even behind the ball now. Mm. Yeah, you know, there, so, there were a couple. Yeah, there there were, there were some one percenters where, it, uh, and that's what uh, we all said it with Fisher. That all three of us said we. I want to. I don't want. We know what Fisher can do with ball in hand. What's he going to do off ball? And yeah, and yeah, he and might not be. He's, he's probably not going to be the best one on one defender. He's probably not going to ever be that. But at the end of the day, if he's given those one percenters every week, you know, he's he's now knocking on the door to maybe take Boyd or Sincotta's spot. Full time. If you can yeah. keep doing that, that, that was arguably his best game for the club ever. Well, that's yeah. how you know you're a competitive outfit when you are playing competition for spots. Correct. And this, is, this is the thing as well. And this is the thing as well. I'll say it again. Said it a thousand times this year. This is why selection integrity is important. Okay. Fisher needed to be dropped. He was he was yeah. shocking it's, at the start of the year. We all we all we all said it. Motlop needed to be dropped. All of these players that have come back in after being dropped and out of form have now come in and had impact. You need selection yeah. integrity. You need to let players know if you're not going to perform, you're out. And if you want to, if you want to stay in the side, keep performing. It's very, very simple, boys. The way that this the mentality of this club has changed, it's it's simple stuff. It's simple, but it has been effective and impactful. Can you just? I know you're going to say something, Jules. Hold it. Can you just get Gavin Whelan's comment because it's so relevant in the fact that. These guys like Hollands and Cowan are so fortunate that things have changed at the club. Mm. 
and that the whole the whole philosophy and the whole objective of what Carlton Football Club is now about is why you're seeing a first-year player like Ollie Hollands perform like he does and like he did. He was out at – I said it to you, Joe, when you called me today. I just said, Ollie Hollands' game, if he'd kicked two goals or if Akers didn't kick – Two goals, he'd be in my votes. Mm. That's how good of a game mm. he played, in my opinion. And they are thriving from this now, changing culture, changing philosophy, changing standards. It's the development system is now, you can see and you hope, right for, for yeah. what we're doing. Well, he got, he, got him, he got himself a rising star nomination, so it's just There you go. Absolutely just yeah. And for sure, for sure. I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, as – as people say, you bring good people to the club that can hold people to account, and you see the obviously you reap the reward. Sorry, you reap the rewards from it. Um, but just going on from Fisher, I mean, it's important to be aware that he sort of had to change his mindset and be that more defense first. Obviously, mm-hmm. because of the defense, so because of the positions changed, you know, and yep. that's allowed him to put himself and compete against the players one on one, which he did on many occasions mm-hmm. and cover ground. Um, mm-hmm. Which is incredible, you know. Obviously, he's been. And another thing too is um, the coaching staff had spoken about it for weeks prior, um, and they only just did it over the, over the course of the last month or so. Obviously, in the VFL leading up into the game on the weekend, so it just goes to show that obviously they're, you know, like Gavin said, the ongoing in terms of improvement. Um, it's been great for the club, and obviously they're reaping the awards, particularly Fisher, particularly Fisher um, on the weekend. The most even the most yeah. the most impressive thing for me in that game after halftime was it was very obvious that, that St. Kilda had a massive target on Charlie huge. Cause they, they obviously they realized from, especially the week before we kick six on more that if he gets off the chain early, he can damage players on the scoreboard. And I was impressed with the way that they, that they quelled his influence uh, with, with the way that battle and Wilkie just went all day at him. But what was even more impressive was the way that we found we, we found a way to score literally without him up until mm-hmm. when he kicked his goal. Like he wasn't yep. involved in many scoring chains other than those two in the second, uh, maybe it wasn't the third quarter where he set up Oe's with that kick and he set up someone else in the first quarter with that kick inside 50, Acres. which was just ridiculous. Acres. Other than those two passages, he wasn't involved in many of in many scoring chains at all. I was super impressed from coaching players, wherever it came from, that after halftime, not only were we under siege from a pressure perspective, but we were under siege from the fact that our main scoring threat was gone. They took him out of, they took him out of action. That was it. And we had to find a different way to score. And boys, it wasn't from free kicks. None of them, none of them were from free kicks. None of them were, it was all from stoppage. It was all from determination and grit just to get the ball forward. And whoever's got the opportunity, nail it when you can nail it. But it's that, Joe, it's what I was saying to you. It's that it's that it's they were looking at other avenues to goal. We started to lower the eyes going inside 50. How many like look at it's becoming a theme now with us that we are getting multiple goal kickers, like multiple, multiple. Everyone's chipping in. Mm. And that's that's why habit. we're dangerous. That's why we're dangerous. Yeah. Really, we really, really habit. are. It's definitely yeah. coming a habit. And um, I mean, I was speaking about with a colleague today at work, and they liked me, oh. You know, I'm sorry, not the other day. It was last week when Charlie kicked the six and he's like, oh, Charlie's operating better by himself and not with Harry. And I go, you know, but there's going to be games where, like the weekends, imagine if we had both. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Good luck. Like, if you have, and that's the thing, that's a spot on, Jules. If you have both, they can't double team. They can't double team Charlie. You know, sure. and and we would we would have beaten by ten goals. This is why this talk about Harry is just it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, Ollie Hollands, like we said, big congratulations to him. It's that is a well deserved rising star nomination. It's about time. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple other plays I want to talk about uh, in particular. First off, I'll let you boys take this one because uh, I've got I could talk about this guy all day at this point. If Nick Newman isn't in at least the forty-man All Australian squad at this point, it's I don't know what the criteria. I don't know what the criteria is to get picked because what he's doing at the moment is a, he is on a different fucking level. He's on a different level. What if any Carlton supporters know it? If you're an Oppo supporter that's watching this for whatever reason, watch the next Carlton game and watch Nick Newman specifically for four quarters and watch what this guy's doing for this team because he has been him and Jack Martin are probably the two that I look at really over the last eight weeks that have changed the way that we play the game start to finish. I don't know. For I'm me, glad. He's just an incredible player, <laughs> isn't he? He's a he's, he's a leader. He's a leader, leads by example, in my opinion. You need you need someone to step up, and, and Nick Newman puts his hand up and goes, yep, let's go. Let's rally the troops and let's go. I think he's got everything. I, I really do. He's, he's a good ball user. We, we speak about him every week. We, we, but I'm glad you mentioned, Joe, that every Carlton supporter knows now, without a doubt. But he needs to be recognized across the whole competition now in a big way because he'd gone under the radar for so long and we're, we're, we're seeing it, but everyone needs to give him the plaudits that he deserves because what he does for that whole team and how much of a rock him and Weeders, what they do mm. for that back six, mm. um, uh, it's again, it's irreplaceable. Weeders has turned into this intercept marker that can't get beaten. He doesn't like, get beat ever. It's insane. He doesn't. It's crazy. But, but it's yeah, true, it's though. Crazy. It's true. Yeah. And then you give Newey the ball and he can find the target with ease or he can lock down someone. And it's just, honestly, yeah, that, that, the... that whole back six structure is dangerous and we don't concede easily at all. Yeah. With with Newman, it's incredible in terms of the how flexible he is and the number of roles he can play. He can shut down a player. He's obviously got good ball use as well. He can intercept as well. Um, but... For me, there's one thing that I, I think he's added like a lot to his game, and it's his ability to be able to distribute and distribute to players inside through the corridor. And not only that, he had six inside 50s as well on the weekend. Um, and a lot of them were not piercing, but they were just very, very well measured to the point where sorry, to the point where they were very well disguised. And we were able to get some shots from them and obviously convert some goals as well. So um, and you can see he's a massive leader, particularly around the club. I know off-field he is, and on-field you can see it as well. They really, really look up to him. So, been a tremendous asset to our footy club, that's got for him. sure. <clears throat> got him for a future fourth-round pick for anyone that forgot that. So, that is absolutely Sauce's best work while he was this recruiter. I'll, I'll give Sauce the props when he gets it right, and that's one that he absolutely got right because Nick Newman is going to be pivotal. <clears throat> Can't believe I'm about, I'm about to say this. He's going to be pivotal if we are – Gonna be a flag threat this year, next year, can, whenever it is. But he's he's pivotal to this to this structure now. He's massive. Can we can we outline as well how how quick? Uh, you know what? Don't know whether it's quick or don't know where it's just precise. But the our handball chains at times is mm. boys. You know what it is? It's that it's that 
innate innate ability to understand that maybe Kemp's running past me or Sadi's running past me. And then it's just bang, bang, bang. We saw it with the Acres goal. Obviously, Acres did all, yeah. all, pretty much all the work. But that's that type of football where it's break away, go, play on instinct, come and catch us. and then. But it's still in a way that we are talking about, especially last week, where we're still smart with that decision when with that kick. Do you know what I mean? It's not a blaze away and just bomb the ball, dump kick forward and let's work it out. It's still done with some some poise and some polish that it's still clean. And like it, it honestly, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah, it's second nature. It's it's like watch like when you watch Collingwood when they're at their best and they and they're in transition. They just know there's a player there. Like there was there, I can't remember if it was the third quarter or the first, but there was congestion on the wing, and there was just a handball over the top. Someone, one of our players, handball over the head, back of the head just knowing there was going to be someone there. And it fell straight into the lap of, I think, actually, it was in, it was in the build-up to the Motlop goal in the third quarter. Fell into the lap of Doherty. Doherty straight inside to Motlop. Motlop takes a corridor goal. Like, it, this is all second nature to these boys now. And, you, again, if you compare it to eight weeks ago, this side is unrecognizable. If you showed someone that hadn't watched a game of footy this year, a game from round if – if you had to show them the – the what was our worst game? Probably the Brisbane game, to be honest, where it was just there was Essendon. nothing, or even the Saints game. Uh, yeah, or, or yeah, or Essendon in the second half. Yeah, you show them that, and you show them what we did on the weekend, and they would tell you they're from two different seasons. They can't be from the same season. Can't be. It's impossible. This is this is how big this turnaround is. It's just insane. We can we can tear this to bits, and we can analyze this to the nth degree. But at the end of the day, all you got to say about this is that what we've seen is genuinely. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you, you during today, Jules, and you, you'll definitely agree with this. And we've been a part of this together, actually. What this does and how this unifies a group, because you asked me, Joe, you go, you played soccer your whole life and Jules, you played as well. And you said, what would changing a season or doing what these boys are doing, how would you feel about that? Or what would that do? And how that would galvanize this group, they would they are looking at each other in the change rooms after a game, and they all know that they've got this. They 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 are in this in a big way. And I don't mean winning a final like a final. I mean going all the way. All the way. Yeah, it, what this does to unify a group is stupid because I've felt it where we were down, we look like we'll come in mid-table, and all of a sudden you're making a run. And the chemistry that builds from that is stupid. So I can yeah. only imagine what's going on behind those walls, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was actually mentioning it to my dad only, I reckon, two, three hours ago when I got home from work. And I just said to him, and I looked over to him because he was ask, asking me about something like round 23 or to round 24. He's like, oh, I can get tickets, um, like these good-ass tickets and meet um, Kernahan and, and Williams um, and watch the game with them or something like that. And... I said to him, I go to him, I've just felt these tingles, okay? Um, and it's my right shoulder. It might be yours, but see that cup there? I just, I'm, I'm not joking. I just, I'm not, I'm not joking, boys. I had these tingles and I just thought the way we're actually playing and I go to him, the stats, they don't lie. The stats don't lie. These stats that I've seen, they don't lie in terms of where we are as, as a footy club. And that that's, you know. And, I, and I've had these interactions with other 
members of other clubs, you know, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Essendon. And where we're sitting in terms of the stats, both defensively and offensively, we're in the premiership window. Mm. We're genuinely in the premiership window. Listen, defensively, I think think someone mentioned, I think you put it up before, I think we're second in the comp. Um, And that's been, you know, I think we're like being fifth or sixth for the majority of the year. And then that's just obviously exploded. But then on the Turner and sorry, in terms of the opposite side of things, offensively, we've been like 11, 12, 13, 14th all year. But in the last seven, eight weeks, we're number one. It has, yeah, it's, yeah, we'll be number one for sure. For sure. We're number one. Offensively. Well, yeah, yeah, but since I'm talking over the rules, of course, of the season, though. Over the course of the season, we're in the top five, top six now. Uh, On both sides of the ball, we're unbelievable at the moment. I remember looking at those stats when we were in that poor run. And I remember looking at them and going, the contested side of the game will still top three, top four when we're running, when we're in our shit patch. We were doing still things that kept us competitive, but except the things that mattered scoreboard, tackles, like these type of things, these are the things that we weren't executing that we're now, you know, top three, top four, whatever you say, Jules. But I remember looking at those stats and going, if you just, it was disposal efficiency. Disposal efficiency yeah, were like 12th, 13th, um, points four. We were like, you know what I mean? Like we were just nowhere. Yeah. Goals converted, like all that sort of shit that we're now nailing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. the connection is, um, has come leaps and bounds in the last oh, seven or eight weeks. It's huge. You, you don't you don't do you don't do what you do what you did in that second half and come back from where we came back from if there's no connection in this group. There's a couple yeah, of people in the comments uh, that, that have said my I don't know if you boys are seeing this. Is my light flickering? I can't see it uh, in my background. It is. Apparently, I'm giving people epilepsy. All right. Well, I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, I apologize the, if it is. There's in terms of major changes in our lineup. I mean, the midfield, arguably, mostly because of Obviously, injuries. Injury, yeah. But between our halfbacks and half forwards, that's probably been the position where we've changed mostly due to form, I'd say. I think you have to, though. I think you have to. I think Voss's presser says it all. I think Voss's presser acknowledged that there was boys like Dow and, and Fisher and stuff that were that needed to go in the, in, in the VFL side in the Correct. twos and, and, and uh, apply their craft and earn their spot. So yeah. at the end of the day, form is why you're playing. And if you're not, yeah. then there's but, no hesitation in correct. dropping in. The, and, and Yeah. The, the reason why I bring that up is because the half forwards and half backs, that's what brings you connection inside the lines of, of both offense and defense. And I think at, the, at this point in time, in the likes of our half forwards, in the likes of Martin, Fogarty, uh, Motlop when he does push up, Cunners in particular as well, obviously pinch-inning in the midfield. And then you've got the likes of, you know, our halfbacks at the moment um, with Sincotto who hasn't played, obviously, you know, too much in the first half of the season, now getting a good run run of games in. Um, you know, obviously Saad constantly being there and you've got Boyd who had a good purple patch and now you've got Fisher. Um, it just goes to show, you know, in terms of the development in the VFL and development that they've been able to, obviously put some games together in with form and then come into the side and actually perform and give us that connection that we did need. Or with the 15 again, thank you very much, mate. This is, uh, he has to come. 
he has to come to our end of season drinks or something because it's all him. Hundred <laughs> percent, and we will have an end of season drinks uh, as well. Thanks to um, thanks to Daniel Petrov and Vortep. But uh, yes, flag seventeen is ours. Look, it it may be, it may be. Like this is the thing. Like I, I'm not, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself in terms of premiership just yet, because we're going to have to do this from outside the top four. And history says that that regardless of the form that you're in, that is very, very hard to do, right? It could be, it might be a year, but, but regardless, but regardless, regardless, hold on, hold on. Regardless. I think we can, if we keep it up, Jules, you'll understand this as an Arsenal supporter, right? Last year, Arsenal finished second behind Man City. And some people are trying to say it's a failure. It's not because if we, if at the start of the season, someone had have said uh, that we'd finish second behind City only to City, uh, and by what, a game and a half, whatever it was, you take that every day of the week without knowing the context. Right now, right now, we've got momentum. It'd be fantastic to see us go all the way. It's difficult, okay? Trying to keep that perspective. If it happens, fuck me. This place is going to... But the, the, You're not going to be able to contain us. But if it doesn't happen, and, and more importantly, if we lose to Melbourne or we drop a game to Gold Coast, we drop a game to the Giants, don't worry about it. We've got to stay around these boys now, right? Because, Dan, you said today you made a really good point. What we saw against St. Kilda that first half, it was it was, it was was poor. St. Kilda brought the heat, and unfortunately, we couldn't go with him for a half, but it was only a half. And at halftime, I'm on social media, and I'm reading comments. Oh, this, they're going to do it again. They're going to, this is why I can't trust them, this and that. This is different. you just got to trust in this process and know that it's different. Whatever happens from here is going to happen, but no, no that there is complete buy-in across every level of this club. We've seen enough. Yeah. We've seen enough to be convinced now, boys, that like we win a premiership. From what I've seen that over these last weeks, I wouldn't be shocked. How's that? Because I know I know they've got it. I've seen it. It's, there's enough in there to understand that this team, whether we lose against Melbourne or whether we don't, I know that, they're not going into their shell. They're not questioning each other. It's just, we know what we need to do. Go again. And I'm telling yeah. you, the things, this this could be something something that we're going to be telling our kids about and their kids because it's it, this is a special year. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I would not be shocked at all if we're in a grand final because yeah, I, 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 think- I can't see that that isn't a reality. I can't. Yeah, I think I, I think we'll, no, I think we'll boys. What I, what sorry. I will say what I, what I will say is I think Chera, I think we'll get Mackay, Jasos, Kennedy, Kennedy. Who Gov, else is there? Boyd, Gov, Gov, Boyd. Gov and Boyd. This is people that still like that you that you know can execute and more with the system that we're playing. And 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 what I will, you know like what 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 I will say is I'm not sure if we're going to win the flag, but I'm happy to sit here right now on record and say we will play in a preliminary final this year. That's where we're at. It's a big I've, I've got nah I've got I I have got complete faith that we will make a prelim at, at the very minimum. That's where we're at. Yeah look I, I think this season and I think I said it a couple of weeks ago I said that this has a Western Bulldogs 2016 written all over it. Um, just in terms of the, like the momentum we're building, in terms of them having a lot of players out and then coming back for finals as well, um, with the momentum, with a full bill of health, because obviously we're through their recovery. Um, and I just think it's going to be one of those seasons, to be honest. I think that's what what we're looking at. Whether we make the final or finals or grand finals or not, um, 
it's a different story. But I just think in context, um, that's what it's looking looking like. Do you like. know what? I'm I'm gonna cut the bullshit a little, like not bullshit. I don't even know if that's right, but I'll tell you something. Without those players that we need to come in, we won't win a premiership. No, of course. All right? no. no, we won't. No, no that's no. reality. As much as we've seen now against Saints Kilda that we can we, we can get results in the way that we did, and it's still done in that fashion that it's still done in that fashion that um, we're used to seeing now. That's massive. I feel as though if we roll with that, say that twenty-two that were that we witnessed against the Saints, I feel as though we wouldn't. I don't know where we'd sit to even play finals if that was over the course of the season. But I just know that obviously we've got depth, but those guys need to come in for us to to be a chance. Like yeah, you, for sure, it's just reality. Okay, yeah, I I agree, Paisan. I just feel. I mean, even with some sides that are above us now, so who's above us? Above us, Brisbane, Melbourne, Port, Collingwood. Um, arguably, some of those sides probably have more depth than us in terms of quality of lists, like 30, 30 or 35 plus that can actually come in and play a role. I think we're close to it, to be fair. I think we've proven it. It's, I think we've proven which it. Which is crazy. Which is crazy to think because I remember I remember some of the plays we were talking about mid season yeah. going they can't be they can't be but, here next year and now we're saying but, they've got to be here. It's crazy. But do you know what those the other sides don't have? Go on. They don't have the same equality in terms of top five or six players compared to us. No, that's true. So you said that all have a Charlie. Yeah. None of them have a Charlie and you, a Harry. None of them have a, have a Weedering. None of them have a midfield that has – I mean, I don't think we've got a midfield that covers all areas. But in terms of our midfield functioning at its best, they don't have it either. No, I think, so to be honest, once I, think, we I, do, think at, I think at full strength, Jules, now I think our midfield's actually a lot more complete than what we thought because we've got we've added Cunners. We've added Fogarty that can roll through there. We've got some outside well, correct. Yeah, some with grunts. those players, for sure. With those players, for more sure. Balance. But I just think, even, even Hollands. Even Hollands. I Acres, just think like Acres the is another one that we'll talk that we about do here. have and the team mentality that we do have at the moment, I just think we're better. And I've said it all. Jules, you've said that. Yeah, you have. You've, to your credit, you've said it all. Yeah, you've said our top end is better than probably anyone else's in the comp. And you're right. The question was on what what is there after that, and and by all means, it should have been. But some of the players that have stood up, I've got to eat my words. You know, Dan, we both of us have got to eat our words to be honest, because there were some players. Earlier in the season, we just said they didn't have it, and I'll tell you what: if you need depth players, we've got them now. I'm happy. I'm uh, mate. I'll tell you right now: I'm more than happy seeing these players prove us wrong. Okay, but I'll oh, tell you are. something. I'll tell you something right now: there's a system in place that makes them perform the way they are, and that For can't sure. go unnoticed. With what with what our coaching staff have done, Voss, Hamill, everyone. I'm sorry, that that is why you're seeing these players perform the way they are. You, you yeah, talk about sure. talent, you talk about talent, that and our top end talent, Jules, we know what they can produce. But you're looking at these other from like 23 to 28. I'm sorry, this system's helping yeah. them out a lot more. And, and because, yeah, not that I'm not sold on them. I'm, I'm wrapped that they're performing the way they're performing. But it's the buying of the of what Correct. they're doing and how they need to Correct. and how they need to perform and the system that's in place because otherwise they'd get exposed, which they have for eight years. 
Yeah. yeah. My, my thing is what you said pays on. I was just going to go on with, and it's not just the system. It's the buy-in that the coaching staff is getting from these players in terms of yeah. just playing roles. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And that's, that, yeah. that's above the system is everything. I can assure yeah. you. Oh yeah, the system, but the buy into whatever system it is. The it's, correct. That's you don't have very, to buy very in, forget about the system. That's forget right. It. Forget it. You can play. You can have the best system. You can have the best philosophy and system in the world. If your players aren't going to buy into what you what you're saying, in, uh, forget about it. Matilda's well, playing one nil. No, one nil to Matilda's. Matilda's. Cares. Matilda's We're talking Carlton. Worry about nah, later. Nah, we care. No, no, no. We care about this. This no. is a big game, Dan. All Worry right, listen, this. listen. Before we get into Blues Cues, I just want to go back to the game specifically. That fourth quarter, boys. I've had we've had we've had good times at the footy. Yeah, Collingwood last week was was all time, right? That GWS game where we won by a point and we're following Heath Shaw goal square to goal square was was a laugh in 2017, whenever it was, right? But that fourth quarter, I don't know if I've had more fun at the footy than watching us come back and kick goal after goal after goal and just knowing we we're gonna win it. You know, we come out and in the first minute. Cunningham kicks this banana out of his ass and you just go, this is ours now. Like, it, it, it felt like we were in front. We were still two points behind, whatever it was. The moment the, there was the, the, the moment that's going to live with me, there's two moments that will live with me forever, is, is I, I just saw the – everyone knows I love Paddy Dow, right? I've said it from episode one. I've, for whatever reason, I've just always loved this kid. I actually thought about it today, why I love this kid so much. 2018, we won two games. I remember watching Paddy Dow every week going, fuck, this kid's our future. And I've just always thought – I just always thought that he'd come through. I've always just tried to stick by it. But you saw the play unfold. It fell to Doherty. And before it even got into Dow's hands, I grabbed Jules. I grabbed you. And I go, it's Dow like this. Yeah, did I not? I was, yeah. you could just see it. You saw it. And as soon as it left his boot, the roar of that crowd, for me, that moment there, it, it just had to be Patty, right? Because everyone's been calling for it. Most people have been calling for him all year. Even I've said at times, he's not getting picked for a reason. Don't worry about it. We need to move on. But that just had to be Patty that put us in front in that game. That is, That was symbolic symbolic of, of his journey and of our journey to this point. It, it couldn't be anyone else. And the second moment, and I only realized how big it was when I watched the replay today, go back and do yourselves a favor, put headphones on, turn the volume up to a hundred, right? And watch <laughs> the build up to Charlie Curdo's goal. I swear to God, it blew my eardrums how loud we were. And I can take myself back to the moment Everyone knew as soon as it got to Charlie's hands. I think before he kicked it, the crowd was up. The crowd was already up. We just knew it was going through. And that was it. That was the game. Acres goal could be goal of the year. It should be up for nomination. But I'll tell you what, those two moments, Charlie and Dow, they'll live with me. They'll, they will live with me forever, boys. And if we win the flag or if we make a prelim or whatever, if there's a documentary made about this side this year, at some point, those two moments have to be there because the, it, I'm telling you, it'll never, ever leave us. It'll never leave us. That last quarter is going to live with us forever. So you're saying that you want to do a documentary on the Carlton Football Club produced by ABB? No, we'll do it. Cool. If anyone from Carlton the rebuild. put our hands up for it. Called The we'll Rebuild. Leave a yes or no in the comments if you'd love to see us uh, host a, a little little doco. Yeah, the, remember the journey? Do you remember that? Yeah, the rebuild oh, this event. 
It'd be an yeah. eight-year app. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to get into some Blues cues um, off the Instagram. And if you're watching live, feel free to leave something in the comments. This Blues cues has turned into more like Blues comments at this point because just people blowing, blowing in our DMs, basically, <laughs> about how good we are. So I'll roll through them. <laughs> Liam Jono says, as gutsy as it gets, Anthony Zeno, top five baby, Julia Costanzo, fucking brilliant. Um, Sam Crispino, maybe Akers thought the goals was the boundary line. I don't know what that means. Um, Alex Johnson, can I now confidently say the Blues are back? You absolutely can. Nick Newman's in AA form from Elias. Uh, Khaled, Kurnow's laser kicks inside 50. Newman and Paddy Dow were amazing. Yep, I think that's that's spot on. Uh, Rafe Cakes, this is this is good. We've won. We have now won in so many ways. Uh, September, here we come, and I think that's very, very much the case. Um, Jimmy Laser, long time, long time listener. We are at the informed team of the comp. It's ours to lose. <laughs> Go back as well. I don't know if it's ours to lose just yet, but it might be. Um, Bradley Cass, next man up. Baggers never doubt a team that never doubt a team that never gives up. Um, Paddy Dow, what a second half. Paddy Lovers, welcomed. There's a lot of Paddy love in uh, in these DMs. I'll tell you that. Shan Gore, knock knock. Very good. Uh, this is a good one, actually. I saw this today, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it, boys. From Andrew Everly, Saad, does he need a rest? He looks, he doesn't look interested, and there were no second efforts, and, and his first efforts are becoming a bit soft. On reflection, if you look at our back hmm. six or seven, he probably hasn't been in our top three for the last couple of months, to be fair. Does he need a rest? Do you yeah. reckon he's just a bit tired? I think it's interesting, but I think when you got the likes of – McGovern and we had Boyd. Now we've got Fisher, Kemp, um, Sincotta sort of being able to have that or help us with the transition of across D50 or sorry, from D50. I think he sort of doesn't really need to be that one person that's doing it all the time. So I think it helps us, to be honest with you. I think it it, it helps us become a little bit more unpredictable. Um, whether he gets arrested or not is a different story because of his health. Um but arguably, I'd say I wouldn't rest him until we're home and hosed in terms of making finals. What do you he's think, another, He's one. He's one. Actually, I've got another one for you, Dan. Uh, Josh Faila says, boys, thoughts on Fisher. Do you see him progressing in that halfback role for us um, and and becoming a staple in that back line? It's probably poignant considering we're talking about Saad too. So what do you want me to go with the Saad comment? Fisher. No, Fisher, Fisher. I'll go with the Fisher. So I think obviously Fisher put his, puts his he's put his hand up in a big way, hasn't he, boys? Like I think mm. that in Voss's presser there was talk, big talk, and we know um, that he'd been playing down back for a while now, um, and they've been trying, they've been itching actually for him to play in our AFL side um, off half back. I don't know. I don't know whether he's in our best 22 and fits there, but I think I'm happy for him to prove me wrong. I, I like, like on, cause I think on Sunday boys, we all sat there. We sat there, we sat back in the chair and we go, let's see what fish, let's see what he shows us. Mm. And he had a belter game. He had a ripper game. Um, yeah, he did. I think it's probably, if I'm honest, it's probably situational to the opposition as to where he fits and, yeah. and what we do with Fisher. My thinking though, I think it's just as a halfback flanker, what that one defender, and you saw it um, off the center clearances. He was sort of sort of rolling up um, into the midfield, 
Um, and I know he's always wanted to be a part of the midfield group, and sort of this gives him another avenue to be able to do that for sure. Yeah. I just yeah. think as a halfback, though, I think he's the one in our team that will get the 30-odd every week just because I think he knows – he's a smart footballer. I just think he knows where to put himself. And I don't think the other players uh, mind giving him the ball. You saw it on the weekend. He'll just come around uh, and, and get and the handball. They'll, they'll genuinely looking for him. I, and I, I think have reservations. I think – I don't. Sorry. I know what you're about to say, Dan. I know what you're about to say, but what I'm going to say is this: I think I've got reservations with Fisher too, just because of what we've seen to this point, right? But I think what was clear from the consistency yeah, but, but the defensive on. side of his game is my reservation. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I know, I know, I know. But but you know what? Nick Dacos is a liability defensively, and he set Collingwood up for most of the year behind the ball. And what I saw with Fisher, not that he's Nick Dacos, but what I saw with Fisher is that it definitely looked like the game looked easier for him being able to see the ground rather than mm. having the ball come to him and, and him having to create right. inside 50. Yeah. So I'm look, if that's his role, I'm, I'm on board with him having an, another couple of cracks at it. And sure. He's going to have, uh, he's going to be a defensive liability at times. Cause one-on-one he's not, he's not, I don't think he's sound, but I think we've got enough there to cover for him. If we're going to give him the creative license to be able to set us up from the back half. Last one. From Libo Jr., Paddy Dow was uncomfortable with the interview post game. I did see this because he's, and do you think this is because he's already made up his mind to leave? I did see it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it 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 felt a bit that way. I mean, this is I said this to you today, Dan. Regardless, this is this is why this is impressive is because I think regardless of whether players have made up their mind or not at this point, Paddy might be one of them that knows he's he's on the way out or that he's or that he's leaving. Regardless of what position they either know or think they might find themselves in next year. Every player, every player on our list right now is striving for one thing for this year. And for me, that's the be all end all. That's it. Couldn't care less where you're going to be next year until the season's done. And we say that as supporters all the time. We're now seeing that from, from the group. All right, boys. Uh, Votes. You two had the same. I had one that was different, obviously. Uh, you want me to go, Jules? Yeah, you go. go. So Fisher with one, obviously we just covered him. Um, but I think yeah, especially having to come in and make an impact, I think Fisher, for me, I had to get – I was actually tossing up between one and two. But I think, again, we're talking about a guy who's been out of the side for so long and then to come in and, and, and play the way he did especially with ball in hand, was uh, sensational in my opinion. Uh, he got us going a lot of the time. Uh, he's a very, very clever, very clever player. Um, and in those, it was those moments that you mentioned, Jules, with the spoils and the things that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't label Zach Fisher doing. Um, that's the thing I was impressed about the most. Akers dominated. I'll tell you what, Oli Holland is very lucky because he can learn off this guy. He can, he can, lich, and I, and I look at Acres and I look at the way he moves on that wing, and it's the defensive mm. side that he just gets so right. I know he kicked two. His goal was we have to talk about the goal, like the goal was insane. Those that whole chain and him ending up with it, it was unbelievable. But I just not like how many times do you see Acres take an uncontested mark in in defensive fifty? Not just like, like yeah, obviously intercept mark too. 
Yeah. Mm. Like, how many Ridiculous. times do you say it? Time and time again. Is the way he works that wing is something that Holland's very fortunate to be able to learn. Um, and then Nick Newman, like I said, MVP, MVP in the biggest way. Yeah, Jules, you had the uh, you had the same votes. I had I had to put Patty in there. I had to. I couldn't not. Well, re- let's let's just relive it. A timely mark towards half forward. De Koning flies. That allows Owies to get the crumb. Handball over the top. Doherty gives it off. Down. Blues are in front. Losing our minds, losing our minds. Had to be Patty. Um, the leaderboard for the votes. Leaderboard for the votes quickly, Dan. Hold on. Uh, Chera is still out in front, but only just Charlie creeping on him. He's only he's only eleven votes behind, so this isn't done just yet. Blake Acres gets into the top five, and Newman into the top four after the weekend. So uh, it's it's getting tight. Dan, can I paint a picture to all listeners? Because there's something that I thought about when I got home, and I messaged you both. I actually got a little bit deep in the message. But you did. Did you get that message? I did. Random. I think yeah. I was just emotional of what we've been seeing. But I messaged. If anyone sees us at the footy, this is so random. But if anyone sees us at the footy, watch. I need you to watch Jules and Joe or all three of us celebrate. I'm just looking at from my point of view, looking at you two. Yeah, because you know what? You didn't sit with us. You didn't sit with us this week. You sat with your father-in-law. And you would have had a different perspective to what we look like. You would have had a different perspective to what we look like from well, those seats. Normally, <laughs> we're grabbing each other and like we're all over the shop. But I would, we'd score and I'd look for you two like that. And I'm just looking at Joe with a massive vein here right. and Jules here. I don't know if you boys want to reenact it. I don't know if you can. But for me, looking at that, that is genuinely the highlight of my weekends watching the footy with you two boys because seeing that it's, it's the first time I've been actually able to soak it in to see he's have an aneurysm. Like when we yeah. score. And that's literally, it's literally what it, it literally feels like. I have an aneurysm every time we kick a goal. It's pretty, it's insane. I'm actually going to try and upload a video here quickly uh, to, to illustrate this Dan, because we tried to show this last week, but it's very poignant. If you have seen us, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh, that's right. It? I might. Uh, I'll, I'll show it next week. It was. It was. It was after the siren uh, against Collingwood when we were just. I can show it through my phone. Show it through my phone. No, 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 no. It's fine. That's that's really bad production value. Uh, all right, <laughs> we are going to move on, and she's excited this week. Livy's last word. Hey everybody, it's Livy with Livy's last words, and this is what I thought an um, absolutely amazing game. I'm absolutely mind blown. Starting off probably second quarter, um, I had no hope. The end of third quarter, good luck. But the whole fourth quarter out of my seat, just I can't believe how good we played in that fourth quarter. Our pressure, everything, every time we went in the 50, we just kept scoring. And that was absolutely amazing. But in the fourth in the first quarter. We did have a lot of chances that we could have taken in the probably start of the first quarter. Like we had so many ch- chances, but you know we couldn't apply. But St Kilda's pressure was absolutely amazing. But our pressure was good as well. We we brought the pressure on. We t- 
dominated it. Everybody did good tackles, just straight up there. Nobody gave up. And I'm so proud of the boys for winning that match. That was a needed match. Top eight, probably going to play finals, but we do have a very hard match next game against Melbourne. Um, I am so nervous about that game. I mean, Melbourne, they're just an amazing team and I hope we get the win. But I remember when we had our lost streak in the middle of the season, I, I had no hope. Absolutely no hope we're going to make finals. But I, I think I even said that we're going to make it close to the bottom. I had no hope in the boys, but we delivered. We didn't have Chera, Walsh, Mackay. We just did amazing. I'm so proud of them. You know, Paddy Dow, he's been doing great. And Fisher, first game back, he just did very good. And I'm very proud of all the boys. You know, Kerner only got one goal, which is fine. But, yeah, Ed Kerner coming on in the last quarter was just amazing. And I'm so proud of the boys. Cripper, oh, I'm just mind-blown. I still can't believe we just won. Like, I'm just mind-blown. Like, our defence was just absolutely amazing. You know, a few times we did fumble in, like, the first quarter. We fumbled a lot. And I was not happy. I was so angry. But... They made me happy in the last quarter, and I'm so proud of them. And we have an absolutely, a very, very, very hard match against Melbourne. But anyways, that's what I thought about the most amazing game. Go the Blues! She's excited. She is up and about. And uh, you know what? While while that was going, I managed to get this up. If you want to, if you want to see the veins <laughs> that Dan's talking about. I lose it. I lose it when your face at the end. But you look at me. I turned. I don't know why I turned like I turned red like a tomato when I scream. I genuinely yeah. turned red. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. And if you do say this, uh, there were a couple uh, at the game that uh, that said hello. So we appreciate it. If you do say this, come come have a chat. Um, we've got another game to move on to, boys, quickly. Uh, and it's a big one. I feel like we say this every week now, but this is this is big in a, in a sense of I think if we win this game. It rubber stamps our premiership credentials because Melbourne, Melbourne are, are, are a seriously good team, um, and with the injuries that we're going to be taking into this game, if we if we win this one, forget about it. Just forget about it. What do we got? Seven twenty-five, I think, Saturday night at the G. Our last home, uh, not our last home game. We got the Giants in in the last round, so second last home game for the year. Last home game at the G until maybe a home final, uh, if we can lock that in. So, hoping there's going to be a huge crowd Saturday night. I think Oliver's back as well, boys, um, for for them. Uh, personally, for me, I think Melbourne are hitting their straps. I think they've actually worked out their – they've worked out what how they want to go about their footy at the right time as well. I think they're really playing some good football. I know there was a, a you know, that half of football against the Kangas that they were down by what, 40, 30, 40 points. Um, yeah. But you felt as though they were always going to win. Um, I just think this is a midfield group that's going to be harder to match. 
from a stoppage oh, yeah. and clearance perspective. You're looking at a you're looking at I think personally, you're looking at a team that they're the ones that could beat us in terms of it. Out of everyone else in the competition, Melbourne match up against us the best. And I think they're, like I said, with having Oliver back, you've, you, we've all witnessed how important he is for their whole side. Like Viney's had a season since he's been injured. Track's gone to another level, but what Oliver brings them is something that, you know, that Walsh brings us when he's on or Chera. You know what I mean? It's just, it impacts everyone there, so it's going to be a great game. I, I, I think we can. I think it's redemption against them when Pickett scored that that goal. Um, so let's let's take let's let's take matters into our own hands and um and beat them. Yeah, I, I hope out. our boys haven't. I hope our Petty's boys haven't, haven't forgotten. Huh? Petty's out, injured. Petty, uh, Liz no. Frank. I heard today. Yeah, Petty's out. So that's yeah, that's look, more firepower up forward that they're going to be missing. I think if we can halve them. In terms of stoppages and clearances, I think it gives us a real shock because I reckon our transition game is better than theirs. Oh yeah, I agree with that, Jules. I'm glad you went there. Right, I, so, yeah, look, I, I just think in the stoppage, if, yeah, like I said, if we have them get around about very similar in terms of clearances and stoppages, I think it's going to give us a real big shot, uh, particularly with the, uh, the forward line in which it's operating at the moment, because I don't think they have a forward line like ours. No, they don't. They're not. I don't think they're as dynamic, but they still find ways to score. For me, it's it's definitely the middle this week, and I don't know. Not that we're due for a loss, but we're not going to win them all. Not not that I believe, and I, I'm just cautious about this week. I think if that it's that's right. Peter in the chat, Grundy could come in as well. So we've got Grundy gone to deal with without Silvani, who competes all day and probably could go head to head with Grundy for the majority of the day. You've got. You got Oliver coming back into a midfield with now Oliver Petrarca, Viney, Brayshaw, Sparrow. Like, it, it, there's a lot to deal with. There's a lot to deal with considering our outs. And I think if there's going to be a week where we drop one, this is probably the week. What I want to see is just our brand. That's it. Just play our brand. And if we if we lose playing our brand, I can cop it. If we lose because we go into our shells, uh, that's not something that is going to sit too well. But like we said earlier in the show, this isn't make or break. This this game's not make or break for us for the season. We need to win one more to basically lock us in. I don't think this is a make or break game for us. It, it, if we win it, it could make us, but it's definitely not a game that could break us. One more, you think? Yeah, I think one more gets it done. I reckon two. Nah, I think I think with the draw, Jules, I think that, that pretty much gets it done. You look at – I had a look today in the run home for a few of the teams around us. They play each other head-to-head, which means that they're going to be eight-point games, and we don't really play anyone other than GWS in the last three weeks where it's going to affect those results. So I just think uh, – yeah, I, I just think this isn't going to break us. It could definitely make us, but I don't think it's going to break us. I just think if there's a, if there's a week where we're looking at a loss, this is probably the one. But, hey – you know, going to the Saints game, I was saying a similar thing coming off the high of, high of the Collingwood win and we got that done. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, why can't we just keep winning? Of course. Of course. We absolutely can. Um, we're not going to do ins and outs because we've realized that it doesn't actually fucking matter at this point. But what I will say <laughs> is this, and, and, on, and on that, well, it doesn't. Whoever's come in has played a role. Hmm. What I will say is this, Boyd is going to be available. I think Boyd might get a run as sub, potentially, just to give us some leg speed uh, in the second half if we need it. But what I will say is this on on playing roles, just to finish up. There's been a lot of hate for Ed Kerno this year. A lot. 
he came on in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go. He had four touches, played 11 minutes of footy, uh, four touches, had three score involvements and one direct goal assist when the game was in the balance. Now, this for me, it just it 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 just looking at the stat sheet, looking at Ed. Yeah, he's not a player that we can probably carry for a full game. I don't want to know about team selection anymore. I don't want to know why are we picking this bloke. Why aren't they being picked? What? Who gives a shit? This that's not what a winning team is built on. A winning team is built on coming in and playing your role. Ed Kerner was one against the Saints, whether you like it or not. That actually had fucking impact when we needed him as sub. Right? Whoever plays, I don't care. Just go out there. Do your role. Just need to say that because I'm sick of sick of the slander from a few out there. That's all. Um, predictions, boys. What do you got? Carlton by seven points. Mm. Carlton by a point. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm saying Melbourne by about three or four goals. Uh, that's just the pessimist in me this week because I don't want to get hurt like we did last year with Cosy Pickett. Yeah, we're not quite done. Keep calm. Count to ten. One, two, three. Eight, nine, ten. Not happy, Jen! So I'm pretty happy at the moment, as you all know. But there is something that pissed me off. I went to go to the cinemas to watch Oppenheimer. Good, good movie. Right? Very good. Very, very good film. Jules, you seen it? Loved every minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> All three hours. Yeah. It's a day. It's good, Dan. It's a Jules Cassano film, is it not? Oh, yeah. I was When I was sitting there, I'm like, Jules will love this. This is dialogue. 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 And dialogue and analyzing everything and he's got actors that he profs and that he's researched and everything. It's just next level. Yeah. But it would have been good to it. see the start. So if you if you boys can tell me what happened at the start, it would have been good. Just buy the tickets online. Yep. Northland. What cinemas are they? Joe Hoyts, I think it is. Hoyts. Hoyts. Yeah. Hoyts. Oh, oh, oh good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Cool. North, yeah. Northland Hoyts. Good joint. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, that's good. Um <laughs> So I go there, Lauren and I, ticket online, go to sit in our seat. Someone's sitting there. I go, sorry, mate, you're in our seat. He goes, no, mate, this is mine. Hoyt's printed the same ticket twice. Missed the whole start of the movie. Same seats. Sorted out. Thanks. How much, how much of the start did you miss? No, well, I was arguing for a bit with the bloke, so I don't know, maybe five, ten minutes. I've just, I've, I've had fantastic experiences at Northland Hoyts over the years, and I've just checked their Google reviews, and it's a 4.1 out of 5-star rating. So, Dan, there's, this segment is just telling me the last few weeks, maybe maybe you're the problem, Bella. Wrong. 4.1 shows deficiencies. That's fair enough. That's fair Popcorn enough. was good. Choc Top was good. <laughs> Can't get that wrong, surely. That's yeah, three. That's three stars. Cinema's massive. Four. Have Only it. thing is, they can't print the tickets right. There's the other five. See you later. <laughs> hey, how about Gavin Wheel and Knifeland? Yeah, Knifeland. It is genuinely is <laughs> at times. It's been that's scary, cool. Yeah. All right, boys. 
that's another week done and dusted in the books. It's been a pleasure. Everyone that joined us, thank you for watching uh, and enjoy the second half of the Tillies. I'm going to chuck that on. Well, actually, it might, it might be longer than that. I don't know when they started. Probably missed the whole bloody game. Anyway, regardless, boys, until next week, up the baggers, man. Up, up the, the baggers. baggers.